Japanese July is over, and boy, do we need more relief than Bob Birch told. Call back to episode number four. Uh, but this week, it's a mystery, and not in the sense that I don't know what I'm going to talk to you about, but because the story is actually a mystery. Y- you get it. It's our weird world. Our weird world. Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson, and this week we are looking at the story of Martin Guerre in France. Uh, As you'll see, this story is just odd and would probably make for a good Netflix documentary if this had happened in this century instead of the 1500s. It's story time. Martin Guerre was born in 1524 in the Basque region of France. And at age 14, or about when half of his life was over in those days, uh, he married Bertrand de Rolle, and, um, you know, who was probably equally as young, if not younger. Um, in 1548, um, so at this point, Martin is uh, 24 years old. Uh, Martin was accused of stealing grain from his father, and then he mysteriously disappeared. And Thanks to Roman Catholic canon law, Bertrand was never allowed to remarry. Like Martin just disappeared. And so Bertrand was just forced to kind of carry on as like, is she a widow? Is she divorced? Is she single? Like it was weird. And like, she just had no choice in it. Um, Nine years later in 1557, Martin returned to Artigat, the town where he had met his wife and had lived before his disappearance. Other than looking nine years older, most of the villagers and his uncle, his four sisters, and even his wife believed that Martin had finally returned home. But some people were a little suspicious. For the next three years, the Gare family lived happily together. They had two more children, um, you know, and everything just seemed to be going fine. When Gare's father died, Martin claimed the inheritance and sued his uncle, Pierre Gare, for another part of it. After the lawsuit, Pierre became, you know, Pierre got really suspicious about that and started to believe that the man who had arrived in Artigat three years before wasn't actually Martin. When a soldier, you know, passed through town, because apparently, I mean, just France just had random soldiers walking through towns back then. uh, Pierre asked if the soldier had known Martin and the soldier claimed that he did and said that the man in Artigat claiming to be Martin was an imposter because the real Martin had actually lost his leg in one of the billion wars that every European nation was fighting in at the time. And with this information, Pierre and his sons attacked, you know, fake Martin with a club, but Bertrand rushed in and and broke up the fight because she still believed that the guy that was getting beaten up was actually Martin and her real husband. Uh, in, in 1559, two years later, Martin was accused of arson and impersonating the real Martin Guerre. Uh, but Bertrand came to Martin's defense and he was acquitted the following year. However, Pierre still didn't give up. Like he was still convinced that this guy claiming to be Martin really wasn't him. Um, Pierre kept investigating on his own and believed that a man named Arnaud de Till, de Till, Arnaud de Till, uh, French, uh, from a nearby village was actually impersonating Martin. And eventually Pierre, his wife, Bertrand's and Bertrand's mother all convinced Bertrand to follow through with a lawsuit against Arnaud. 
The case went to trial in 1560, but when Bertrand and Arnaud both accurately recounted an intimate event from their life prior to Martin's disappearance in 1548, the case hit a standstill, you know, and, and that's like, Pierre wasn't expecting that, you know, there was no way, you know, it was one of those things where it's just like, oh, well, if you're the real Martin, you know, uh, what happened, you know, that one night in the barn with the cows and Bertrand, you know what I'm talking about. And then Martin and Bertrand both just in the same exact detail, you know, describe the event. Um, Martin, but, you know, even though it seemed like, you know, this Martin had was really Martin and that, you know, it was truly him. He got ballsy and he told Bertrand that if she could swear that he was not the real Martin, he would happily agree to be executed. And he totally expected Bertrand to be like, yes, you are my love. I don't know what accent that is, but Bertrand stayed quiet. And that was enough to keep the case going on. Over 150 witnesses claimed that, that guy truly was Martin Gare, while a bunch of other people claimed that it was this guy named Arnaud Dutil. Others had no clue what was going on. They were just happy to be part of the whole situation. Finally, the guy was convicted of being an imposter and he was sentenced to the guillotine. Uh, the guy who claimed to be Martin immediately appealed to appealed the decision and the case was sent to the city of Toulouse. Uh, Bertrand and Pierre were arrested on, were also arrested on false accusations and perjury. And so now everybody's arrested and on trial. Martin was cross examined and his statements under oath about his life were double and triple checked and no one found any discrepancies in the stories. Like this guy, like he absolutely had to be Martin Gare. But then, like some really bad court drama or a poorly made sci-fi movie where the evil twin claims to be the real person, a man hobbling on a wooden leg burst into the courtroom and he's like, I am the real Martin Guerre, or whatever. I don't know French accents. Um, This new man was questioned about his life and at times, like, he even didn't know the answer to the questions being asked of him, all while the man who was under trial knew everything. Like, he had all of the answers. Um, but when both men were physically presented to the Gare family, they all agreed that the dude with the wooden leg was the real Martin Gare. Arnaud, to his credit, he maintained that he was the real Martin Gare. It's like, I am the real Martin Gare. No, I am the real Martin Gare. No, I am the real Martin Gare. You know, just back and forth, just really ridiculous stuff. And, you know, even though he just continued to claim that he was the real Martin Gare, it didn't help. He was finally convicted of adultery and fraud adultery because he had actually had two kids with Bertrand claiming to be Martin Gare. Um, and he eventually confessed and he said that he had learned about Gare's life after two men actually mistakenly confused Arno for Martin Gare and you know why he spent a long time learning about the most minute details of a random person's life is still a mystery like no one's ever figured that out but eventually like Arnaud really did confess like Pierre had it right the entire time like this dude was an imposter and on September 16th 1560 Arnaud was actually hanged in front of Martin Gare's house So with one big mystery solved, the question still remained as to where the real Martin Gare had been for the last nine years. And 
After being accused of stealing the grain from his father, Martin had just moved to Spain where he served in the Spanish army. Uh, He had been deployed to Flanders and participated on the attack on St. Quentin in 1557. And that's where he had lost his leg like the other like the passing soldier had claimed. Um, No one ever really decided to uh, ask him why he had come back to France and. You know, Bertrand at this point was like, hey, you're my real husband. Come back to me. And Martin was like, no, you are pretty dumb. You fell for a guy who claimed to be me when he clearly wasn't me. You had two kids with him. Like, I'm done with you. I'm going back to Spain, I guess. And uh, that's that's how that story ends. All right, oh, this one got silly. Uh, there you go. Thankfully, you don't have to spend the next few days or five minutes, if we're being honest. You don't care that much about this. Uh, you don't have to spend any amount of time figuring out if it really was an imposter or if it really was Martin. Uh, everything, for the most part, worked out in the end. So uh, let's see what we learned today. What did we learn? Number one, old Catholic rules suck. Like you get married at 14, something out of out of your control happens, and then you can't remarry to someone better. Like you just live your life as a single woman having to take care of kids or whatever 1500s women did at the time. I mean, <clears throat> obviously that's the stuff that Jesus really cares about. You know, it's, you know, once you get married, you're done. Dude, you know, oh, disease, war, famine, murder. I don't care about that. I care about making sure these two people stay married. That's 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 where Jesus's priorities are. I don't know. Uh, Number two, some people have to be really dumb in order to be tricked by an imposter, especially if it's your wife. Like, obviously, I'm not married yet, but if I got married and I disappeared and then some other bald bearded guy showed up and he's like hey i am your husband john do you not remember me hmm like i I mean he didn't talk like that but yeah i totally believe you like no who is that dumb all right anyway uh number three i guess this isn't really something we learned but we really don't know what happened to martin and bertrand after everything settled down i mean i guess they both lived their own separate lives until they died which in 1500s France was probably just like a couple of days later anyway. Next week on Our Weird World, you are going to learn the story of Henry Barry Lowry, a North Carolina Native American who became sort of a vigilante hero during the Civil War. It's a it's a really fun story. Um, he's like civil war Robin hood, but, uh, thank you for listening. Tell all your friends and keep it weird. 